What's going on, y'all? This is Mike Brown, and I just wanted to welcome y'all to this week's episode of The Art of Letting Go. While I have your attention, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to the podcast. Also, this is our fifth year anniversary this month. On, not this month only, but this month there's merch available, exclusive five year anniversary merch available at the art of letting go podcast.com. Check it out. Also, subscribe to the Patreon. I appreciate y'all support. Peace. I've been out here potting, staying up late just to get shit out, and I don't know where the shit gon' take me. Feeling right now, I might need a break. We in this bitch, he's in this bitch. His name is Yanni. We getting rich, talking about all this hardest shit. This shit feeling close. How far I'ma get? I feel too close right now. Just to quit. I feel our bait. You can tell by the fit. Might say a joke, but it sound like a skit. But this shit real, and don't you forget, it's the art of letting go. So enjoy, a little bitch. I'ma let Yanni come through and talk his shit. Yeah. Are we just hit by the fall? You bland bitches need saw. Yeah. I used to dream about these nights in LA. Now I just wanna wake up. Yeah. Let's just stop and get lost, man. I've been thinking about it a lot. Yeah. I'm redefining success and it's stressful. I just wanna get tossed. I'm in my feelings. I'm just a villain like Freezer. I'm trying to light your whole street up. Wanna wake up in a visa. Lay me down to rest in geezer. I'm trying to wear out my visa. Forget the pain like amnesia. Easier to get lost than be found. I'm just adjusting my crown. All of my life I've been drowning now bitch i'm letting go when i found me hey, i'm letting go when i found me yo what up this is mike brown and this is the art of letting go today i have a special guest in the building um we recorded an episode about a year ago and yeah, you were giving me advice on leaving my job and telling me I was going to be all right. And uh, a year later, here I am. Are you doing all right? Without a job <laughs> and I'm doing all right. Yes. Um, would you mind introducing yourself to the people? Yes. Um, my name is Yanni Blue. I'm a singer, songwriter, recording artist, uh, bad bitch. <laughs> yeah. How you feeling today? I'm feeling really good. Really chill. Really, That's really good. chill. Yeah. That's good. How about you? I'm feeling really good today. Um, I don't know if I, and I may have said it on this podcast, maybe not, but. September was a really rough month for me. And uh, I think it was because I treated the summer like the summer, like I would have if I had a job, you know, just summering it up. And uh, when school started, I think that was like my reality check of like, oh, shit, I don't have a job. Yeah. And uh, like completely just being in panic mode because I wasn't getting a check every two weeks. Mm-hmm. And then October hit and I started feeling a little better. And then November, here we are, and I'm feeling really fucking good. So it's like you kind of needed September to help you, uh, help it all kind of set in place for you. Yeah. All the changes. Yeah, I think I was, uh, 
I don't know what I was doing. Maybe I was like just maybe I just was not I was fantasizing not having a job. You know, I was caught in the fantasy of like, oh shit, I ain't got a job. I could just do shit what I want. I could do this, do that. Although I was doing the work as well. Like right. I was working every day, but I think in my mind it also probably looked a little different. And uh, you know, really being in that, but being present. I think being present is what's making it so fun because every day it's just like, man, this shit might fucking turn into something. Mm -hmm. And what the fuck am I doing? I'm somewhere in between there every day. That's a constant for me. Yeah. (laughs) How do you feel on this side of September? Like, do you feel more grateful for the experience? Do you feel like you kind of psyched yourself out? Like, what's the emotion? I feel like I feel like I'm on the other side of it. Um I looked at the past couple of months as like being on a plane. Like I know where I'm going. I know my destination, but it's it's gonna be some turbulence mm-hmm. getting there. I'm gonna get there though. Mm-hmm. But it's gonna be a little turbulence. And um, I feel prepared for it now. You know, I've definitely been on this journey. By the way, if you don't know, we're talking about the artist journey. Hey. That's why we got sunglasses on right now, because we're being artists right now. We are being artists right now with the sunglasses. (laughs) This is artist in conversation. (laughs) But... um. Yeah, so you know, September was when the fast like keep your seatbelt fastened sign was on. Mm, and then I like that. October, we were kind of coming out of turbulence and now right now it's like we we smooth for the ride right now. I like that. And I think because I've been through the turbulence, I feel more prepared for it. Yes. So that's why I'm like, yeah, let's go. That's a part of the journey that people don't tell you about, I think, as an artist or just in life in general, right? I think you visualize it and it's beautiful and it's a fantasy. But when you really get past that point of it and you really get into the truth of what it's going to take, what it looks like, what it feels like, it does get a little scary. And then it's how you navigate that and how you process that moment on the other side of it that I think really defines the trajectory. Because then that's the hardest part is turning the dream into a reality. So it's yeah. like coming out of the turbulence, now this shit is real. Like you're on a plane and you don't feel like you're on a plane until you feel that bitch shake, right? And then you're like, oh wait, I'm in the sky in a box. Yeah. So I think it's the same thing with our dreams, right? Once mm-hmm. once you hit that turbulence, you're like, oh, this is real. And then after that, you feel kind of unstoppable. You're like, fuck it. Yeah. I'm, I'm ready for whatever. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I'm definitely feeling that right now. Um, I wanted to ask you, I know we kind of just jump straight in from uh, our intro question to to now, (laughs) which brought us here. But I wanted to ask you, what what did you see an artist as? Like, what was your definition of an artist before being one? Like, what did you see that life being like or, or think that it was like? That's a beautiful that's a beautiful question. Um I've been doing this since I was 16, so I was young enough to really have the most fantastical vision of what this was supposed to be like, the fun, the performing, the creating, 
the traveling, the touring, I saw all the good stuff. I didn't understand the real struggle and adversity that came from being an artist. And I don't think that I understood at that moment how I was going to be perceived as an artist. Um, so once that started happening, once I started sort of, you know, digging into what I wanted and seeing how the world responded to me wanting to do that, I got really scared. And I was I was very determined. I didn't want to let go. But every time I took like a hit to the chest, I, I, I pivoted, you know. So it's like, I'm going to be an artist. We don't like your voice. I'm going to be a songwriter. We don't like your writing. I'm going to be an engineer. <laughs> and I kept downgrading and moving myself backwards as I started Damn. to see how rough it was. Um, so, but I definitely started off with the, with the, with the big, bold fantasy of it. And I think through going through all of that, I had to realize that this shit does take hard work and it is soul crushing work sometimes. But when you care about something, you figure it out, you know, and every career is painful. You're going to talk to a doctor and they're going to talk about those years in school that beat their ass, you know, same thing with lawyers and any field. So I think on the other side of it, I have such a greater appreciation for it. And I've fallen in love with the process. And I think that's what a lot of people don't don't get to that point. Yeah. They fall in love with the fantasy. They hit a wall and they're like, nope, too hard. And I've actually pushed through the wall and I've fallen in love with the process. Yeah. All the extra work that comes along with it, the marketing, the branding, the e- the countless emails, yeah. the constantly trying to sell yourself. I've fallen in love with it because I really enjoy what I'm creating now. Yeah. And it took me a while to get to that point. That's what's up. Yeah. Yeah, there was there was someone that told me <laughs> if you're getting into this for the money, you better off selling dope. And uh that guy's a prophet. Yeah. Shout out to Manny Fresh. <laughs> yeah. Um You know what? I I thought it was funny at the time when he said that, but I under I understand now what he was saying. Um because I really do love everything that I do. And um, I think I've never given up on just my my dream of creating, like, you know, whatever it is, whether it's music or podcasting or writing or whatever. Um, I never did this shit for anything other than just to express myself. Right. And I think the the fantasy of being paid to express yourself, like the 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 way it was glamorized, was confusing. Does that make sense? Of course, because we only get the highlight reels, right? And especially, yeah. I mean, now with social media, we really understand that, but. I mean, even before that, it was worse because at least social media, it's a bunch of people like us trying to give us their highlight reels. But 10 years ago, 20 years ago, it was a pu- it was like really filtered. You were just getting the best of the best of everyone's journey in, in magazine articles and documentaries. So there was no way for us to know the real balance that it takes to do this successfully, which whatever your version of success is, mine these days is just, can I get up every day and do what I love and pay my rent? <laughs> That's my version of success. You know what? Um, I feel successful at everything I'm doing. Um, just having an idea and seeing that idea through feels successful. Of course. You know. Um, yeah, I, I do feel successful right now. And I'm just thinking 
Okay. <laughs> That's fine. I, I'll say this though. Um, what what you're saying is is powerful. Oh shit. What you're saying is powerful because I think you've you've gotten to the point where you're able to define your own success. Because exactly what you said about if you're getting into this for the money or you know all yeah. of that, all of that misconception, those are all other people's versions of success that they passed on to you or that you interpreted from the media. But you had to kind of go through it to understand what you wanted out of it. Some niggas just want to be rich. Some niggas want to make art. Some niggas want to be rich and make art. My question for you, because you've probably gone further than anybody that I'm really close. Well, that, that I, that I'm close to and speak to consistently. Mm-hmm. I say, um, but how do you find balance in both like staying true to expressing your feelings while also you know I guess without without chasing a check like how do you is it am I making sense with what I'm yeah. saying yeah I'm just learning that honestly I'm just coming out of a phase where I was completely miserable in my creative process because I was just trying to get to a check. Yeah. You know? So I'm at a point now where, I mean, here's the truth of it. You know, we are, if you're a creative, if you're out there, you want to make art, you want to make music, you want to, whatever you want to do, you have to treat yourself like a small business. You know, mm. we 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 um, take in all of these stories of people who just got discovered overnight, who made million dollars off a mixtape. And, you know, all those stories are great, but the truth is, if you think long term, you think realistically, we can all make it to a million dollars. You know, if you really grind and you take your time and that, you know, you have you just same way you build a business. You take years, you, you bump your head, you do whatever. But you you open up a, a taco stand tomorrow. You're not expected to make a million dollars. You got to build that bitch. You got to, you know, go from the stand to the truck, to the food truck, to the brick and mortar location to. Um, But I think a lot of people don't see art that way. And yeah. I think I'm just starting to understand that for me to get away from just chasing a check. I need to really build equity and build leverage and really create a brand that people want to buy into that I can make money off of. And that's something in the last two years I started to learn. And I've been doing this since I was 15. Damn. And yeah, that's what I was just thinking too. Like, I know you've been doing this for a while and I know that, uh, you know, you have worked with a lot of people. You've, you've written songs for, TV, you worked with Pharrell. Um, but my question in that is uh how do you like deal with the, the come down of uh those experiences? Um I like I appreciate that question because you know from, from our talks that uh that was a real thing for me. Yeah, especially coming out of the Pharrell situation and just in my career in general, I've been really blessed to be in some really cool situations. But that part of me that subscribed to the fantasy and to the I'm one check away, put a lot more into those situations than maybe they needed. And I wasn't able to enjoy them. And then I was miserable after. So I spent a long time doing that. I spent a long time saying, I'm working with who we about to be rich. And I show Mm -hmm. up hype and I give 110 percent, which you still should do. And then the session was over and I'm just sitting there waiting like, my life's supposed to change. Why is my life not changing? Yeah. So um, to answer your question, how do I deal with the come down? I am just finding 
more ways to feel productive outside of the big opportunities. Instead of just waiting for those, I'm really finding passion and joy and fulfillment in the smaller ones, the more personal ones, um, and understanding that all the work is going to amount to something, but really making sure that I'm taking care of the work that I can control. And I think you and I had this discussion a couple weeks ago, um, just that, that, that duality of like, you know, do something for yourself and do something for your brand and then pour into the opportunity, Yeah, you know, so that way you feel like you got both like, okay, I wrote my record for me. Now I can do this pitch for HBO and feel like, you know what, if I don't get that, at least I know that I did my pod today. At least I know that I painted today. At least I know it's that duality. So coming back from working with Pharrell, it hit me that first week of like, damn, I just worked with my hero and now I'm back at my mom's crib applying for jobs. Mm. What is going on? Mm. And, um, Immediately after that, I just threw myself into a project for me that has been really fulfilling and just making sure that I am giving that everything that it needs to be successful in the ways that I deem successful. And that has really helped me even it out. So, yeah, working with Pharrell was a highlight of my year, but I also just created the first EP that really feels like me. And that's right up there with it. So that's important to me. So that's how I deal with the come down. I just keep I keep pouring into myself and opportunities and projects that I know that I can take to where they need to be. That's what's up. Um, I'm curious to know because you know when we talk about what do you think an artist? What did you think an artist was like? For me, I thought like you know because I wanted to be a music producer i thought a music producer was just in the studio all day mm-hmm. living their whole lives in the studio and like making like 30 beats a day but um i'm curious what your day looks like as an artist just to pull the curtain back of what what does an a true artist day look like um well it does not consist of wearing glasses sunglasses all day (laughs) my eyeballs are sweating so i'm gonna take this off (laughs) oh shit a true artist day man that's the beauty of it is they look different for everybody right i mean a day for me um i still got a day hustle that is uh still artistic in the sense i get to write all day um journalism as my my nine to five um, but an artistic day these days, uh, these days in particular, have consisted of sending emails, doing promotion, prepping album artwork, working on treatments, um, taking meetings with my creative partner. Shout out to Tariq Carroll, aka Amir. Um, as of, as of very 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 recently, doing interviews. That's been fun. That's been different. That's something that I've been able to facilitate for myself. Just really believing in this work and reaching out to people. And asking them like, "Hey, would you like to e- would you like to interview me on this?" And that that's been a new addition, which has been fun. Um, yeah, that's what my artistic output is these days. Like I said, I've really fallen in love with the process. So for me, it's not so much about showing up and making a song anymore. It's seeing it all the way through. What are we doing with the song? When are we releasing it? What's the treatment? Who can I reach out to? Uh, what kind of discussion can we create around this record? That keeps me pretty busy these days, and it feels good because before, I wasn't thinking about any of that. I just would show up and cut a song I really loved and obsess over it for months, and that was what I thought being an artist was. And, so you don't uh, write songs all day? Nah. Oh, okay. Nah, 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 nah. Okay. <laughs> nah, I'm trying to get back to that. Yeah. I got to a point where I was only writing songs for work, so it started to feel like work. Um, so I'm, I'm starting to get back to that. I wrote songs all day today, actually. That's what's uh, up. This producer named uh, uh, Mike Brown. 
sent me uh, some really dope shit. <laughs> um, no, I, obviously, I don't know if, if I can say it on the pod, but we're sure. we're collaborating on some <laughs> some work together. This is your artist pod episode, so it it sure is. We yep. are we are collaborating on some work together. We have a single already that we're releasing next month. I'm not sure at all why you calling me. If I answer my phone, you might feel a high for me. Some say that drugs are bad. For myself, I gotta see. This nigga got me hooked and I've been trying to leave. Um Mike Brown's eyes just got really wide. <laughs> um <laughs> Um But yeah, no, today I did write all day to the production you sent me and I worked on prepping for the single that we're releasing together next month. So that is what my artist days look like these days. Man. That's what's up. Can we can we turn turn the question over to you real quick? Sure. Find out how you feel cuz I know that um you you've been letting me in on your artist's journey. Mm-hmm. Um just as far as, you know, what that consists of these days with new music and new production and stuff. How does it feel for you uh being this close to a release and uh prepping to start a new project outside of pod things like what is what is your artist days looking like in preparation for that? I haven't thought about it. I just I'm just going. Okay. Um And maybe I'm not thinking about things right now like that because I don't want to scare myself out of doing it. So it's just like let me feel it and just go and Yeah, just let it let it exist and be what it's going to be. That's real. Yeah. Like I I feel like especially when it comes to like creating stuff I don't I don't really work well under pressure. Mm-hmm. But when I'm just naturally getting stuff done, I can get it done easy. You know, but if I have that idea and it's really with my own stuff. That's what's so crazy because somebody else could ask me to do something and I'll just have it done easy. But when I'm working on my own stuff, which I need to let go of that, and I'm letting that go right now as we're talking, because, yeah, that doesn't make sense. It's James Woods, a.k.a. That Yoga Dude, with Feel Free to Feel Free. Sometimes you don't understand what you're feeling. You don't understand what you're thinking. You feel like you're not understood. That's the perfect time to breathe, to relax the body. Tap into your calm, your focus. Release worrying, release stressing, and just breathe. Allow the breath and the mind to understand each other. To understand the inhale and the exhale is the most important thing right now. Let's take a deep breath. Breathe in. And then a slow, long exhale. Allowing your mind and body to understand you're recharging, releasing. Taking in new air and releasing old worry, stress, and doubt. And letting yourself be present, here, and aware. Let's take a deep inhale in, breathe in. 
and relaxing and releasing. Having trust and confidence in your breath. And you can inhale, breathe in. And exhale, breathe out. And count on yourself. Breathing, relaxing, and focusing. Let's take three more deep breaths. Breathe in. And breathe out. Relax your face and your shoulders as you breathe in. And breathe out. Soften the body as you inhale. And slowly relax and release. If you get lost during the day, just take time to understand your inhale and your exhale. To feel free, to feel free. Namaste. Peace. I get it, though. It is It is hard. It yeah. is hard. I think what I've tried to do, and I'm not always excellent at it, but I've tried to just approach everything from that same place of thinking it's for somebody else yeah. or just treating it like it's not mine. I think this was this is actually a continuation of our, our first pod conversation of like treating things like it's your baby. Yeah. You know, um, I think you just really have to go into it trying to do what's best for the song first and then let it find a home. How do you show up or because maybe you do you know I'm, I'm i was gonna say how do you show up to a session without your ego but how do you let your ego be your amigo in these sessions <laughs> um i love that practice practice coming from the songwriter world and the way that i navigated it not everybody i've met some songwriters who show up and their verse is the verse, and their hook is the hook, and it's very traumatic. But from my experience, uh, being the new guy typically, being the younger guy typically, or the youngest guy as far as career-wise, I just show up and try to do what's best for the song. And I've been blessed to be in collaborative settings where I do really feel like I left and I made good compromises. Yeah. And not everybody can say that. So I, I definitely can understand how it can be hard to get to that place if you're you know, just go, if you're dealing with, with different circumstances. But for me, I was blessed. I've been blessed with really great collaborators who we've always really just tried to get the best. And that has taught me how to check my ego because I respect these people and I trust them. How do you allow yourself to be so vulnerable in these situations? Hmm. I guess like what what do, what does that feel like to be because it I feel like it does require a, a level of vulnerability to be able to be creative with somebody else like it's very intimate. Yeah. Man, um it's funny when you said vulnerable that my first thought was like I don't know if I'd call it vulnerable, but I think it's because of again but I mean I, you, you share your idea, you right. know? Like But again, I'm I'm coming from a realm where I was oh, the idea the, the song was never going to stay with me so I think I always had a level of a bit of a I don't want to say a guard up but I just understood that it wasn't mine so I don't know if I felt vulnerable as much because a lot of times I wasn't necessarily telling my stories mm -hmm. um but I don't know I think I really think it's practice I and think, I guess I guess 
as I'm because I'm listening to you, I'm like, well, how do you do this shit without caring about somebody else's validation? Because even if it's not your story, mm-hmm. there's still that level of vulnerability in like you're sharing your thoughts, and your thoughts could possibly be rejected. That that yeah, that's real. Um, I'm not gonna lie to you, that aspect of it has been painful. Like creating is easy. Mm-hmm. I'll get in with anybody all day. I'm not scared to sing. I'm not scared to rap. I'm not scared to write. It's the moment after when the mm-hmm. song is complete and trying to find a home for it and existing in a lot of that rejection. That is something I'm still learning to cope with, especially mm-hmm. as an artist, because at least as a songwriter, there was always a buffer of somebody else trying to move the song around. So I can always be like, well, did you sell it the right way? Did you did the right vocalist? Is it the right vocalist on it? Did we produce it the right way? But as the artist, it's just me and the people that I'm emailing, hoping that they'll playlist it or cover it. And um, I did an album. I dropped an album in April. I've dropped an album since our last episode. Mm-hmm. I, dropped, I dropped an album in April that I was really proud of and I poured a lot into and I really, really put a lot of thought into. And it didn't get a lot of love. And that was hard for me. Yeah. That was hard for me. So I don't haven't 100% learned how to deal with that. But what I take away from it is if I did not believe in that album and that happened, then that would have been a different feeling of like, damn, I shouldn't have made it. I don't feel like that. I believed in the album. So I'm like, you know what? At least I made something I care about and it's y'all loss. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Drake and 21 Savage. Her loss. Oh, <laughs> it's y'all loss. Um, I, but I, I felt more of that. But it's yeah. still a little soul crushing because you're like, damn, did I miss something? Like, you know, so I'm, I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm yeah. learning how to deal with that. What does this present version of you have to let go of for the future version of you? Damn. Um, I am in the process of letting go of people that I love, that I care about, that are deeply tied to my work and what I do, but just understanding that for me to grow, I need to welcome new influences, new experiences, new people, new collaborators. So that's been hard for me because I've, speaking of fantasizing about things, I really fantasized about what my musical family would look like, what my collaborators would look like. And the Beatles broke up. Like sometimes people just, you know, things shift, people grow apart. So I'm learning. Our future. See, them kids too. Um, Destiny's Child. I don't yeah. know. Spice Girls. Yeah. Um but yeah, no, I'm, I'm, and I didn't mean to make it sound so somber because I think it is, no, it is beautiful to grow, and I think I want to lead with that. I think I'm letting go of the perception that I have to only create a certain way and with certain people. That's the biggest thing, and it's been really freeing in the last three months. Just taking a step back alone from the people that I normally worked with, it it brought in a lot of new people, like yourself, you know, um, uh, Tariq as well, uh, different people that I've been able to collaborate with. So I'm just. I'm learning to create space for new people, and um, that's been huge. So just letting go of thinking things are supposed to work a certain way, that I'm supposed to look a certain way, sound a certain way, and just lead with fun and authenticity. That's what's up. Um, If you could manifest anything on this show right now, what would it be? I want to manifest a successful release for my next single, Can't Compete. And by successful, I mean, I just want to really be able to connect with people. I want to manifest a community of queer 
black creatives that just get it and continue to pour into each other the way that we've poured into each other. Um, that's what I really want. And I feel like I'm already working on that. So it feels really good to say it out loud on a recorded platform. <laughs> but no, that that's my biggest thing that I want to manifest right now. I'm really living in this sense of just wanting to really cultivate a community that feels really supportive, that feels really personal. So I really just want to manifest those people and those conversations and those connections. Yeah. That's what's up. Thank you. So now I would like to move into a segment we call Five Questions of Freedom. Oh, no, I had a listener question. Okay. And that listener question was from Jorge, who, shout out to Jorge. He always sends dope questions. What up, Jorge? Um, And consistent, like, I'm every put, week. I'm going to put my glasses back on for Jorge's question. He deserves artist Yanni. Yeah. All right, I'm back. I got to drop the voice a little bit. It's like when Batman puts on a suit and he's like, hey, Batman. Hey. All right, man. so the question is what are your favorite collabs of 2022 and it said music fashion and media and if i'm being honest i don't think i have any i can't think of not one single my personal favorite collaborations or other people well I think he was just saying of 2022, like what have been your favorite collaborations? What have been my favorite collaborations? And I don't know if it was like us or like I was thinking external. Ah. So I would say like, I can't think of one, but I can think of some of mine. Okay. Let's, <laughs> let's do our own personal ones. Yeah. Okay. Some of my favorite collaborations of this year have been, I'm going to go through the timeline. Uh, my collaboration with Spotify was yes. dope. Um, I did a conversation with Byron at the Soho House that was dope. Uh, I think recording in the desert with James. I don't know if that'd be considered a collaboration, but it was fun. Sounds like one. Yes. Actually, me and Crenshaw had fun too. Recording niggas with library cards. That's Crenshaw's podcast. Niggas with library cards. Love that title. I yeah. need the merch. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if there's merch, but I need it. We we gonna get it together. We're gonna get it together. Um actually, I'm lying. Your collaboration with Pharrell. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. You working with Pharrell though was like I appreciate that. Amazing to me. And um yeah, man, like I'm really inspired by you. Um just how you move with everything that you're doing and like just how you like when we worked on music that day and you just sent me them that was dope that was dope thank you yeah i just had to say that real quick i appreciate that um yeah, what were your favorite collabs? I'm sorry, I just took that question over. Nah, it's good to be excited. I mean, look, we we made some cool shit this year collectively. Yeah. Um, so so yeah, shout out to 2022, the year of collaborations is two two. So you know, people together. Um, my favorite collaborations of this year, yes, Pharrell is definitely up there. Um, you know, being a kid of the 90s, 
spending part of my life in Virginia. Um, it just, it was definitely a culmination of a lot of manifestations for me. So that was huge. Um, and he's a great guy. So I appreciate him being as cool and as uh, colorful as he seems in the ether. Um, my collaborations with Amir have been phenomenal. Um, we created a full EP of records. Uh, that whole, every every collaborator on that EP, shout out to uh, Sad Boy was on our, on our remix EP. Shout out to Mike Brown. He's going to be featured on our EP as well. Um, shout out to Cold Press Poppy. Shout out to Ryan C. Hamilton who shot our photography. All of these are collaborations that I, I have been really proud of this year. Um, what else? What else? What else? What else? What else? Um, those are the biggest ones for me right now. I hope I'm not missing anybody. I mean, um, I know I was thinking. About oh, that too. you know what? Shout out to my boy <laughs> Keenan Lonsdale, um, incredible artist who I got to work with over the summer. Um, not just over the summer, but we did some records this summer. Um, but just one of my one of my top friends as that's an inspiration, like friend first but inspiration second um super inspired by him so we did some records this summer that i'm super proud of and shout out to marley blue she's the artist that we did the pharrell sessions with and another really good friend of mine who i'm also deeply inspired by so those are my favorite collaborations of the year that's what's up thank you um yeah that was our only listener question um now we will move into five questions of freedom sponsored by feel free to feel free so my first question is pharrell or timbaland aha um (laughs) i probably shouldn't hesitate answering this but i mean outside of collaborating with pharrell they both have been really influential on me so um, these days I am going to have to say Pharrell cause in the lead up to his session, I guess kicking it with you, I was just listening to so much of his music and rediscovering his music. Yeah. So right now it's definitely a Pharrell era for me. Okay. Yeah. It's, you know, it's always a Pharrell era. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. Around Mike Brown, it's always a Pharrell oh, era. Oh shit. Um, second question, Miami or LA? Right now, Miami. Okay. Miami. I just, um, I've been in LA for six years, going on seven. Um, Miami, I just know less about, and I had such a good experience mm-hmm. this last trip that I would have to pick Miami just because I want to go back. Okay. Um, what is one piece of advice that you would give to Johnny from a year ago? Um... Stay the course. What's one piece of advice? I'm sorry, were you done? I, I don't know. If you're, okay. I feel like that was enough. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it felt impactful. Anything extra would have ruined it. It did feel it. very, like, it felt very impactful. It's the glasses. Like, it's like, wow. Yeah. It's powerful. <laughs> Profound. Um, what is one reminder that you want to give to your future self? This is fun. <laughs> Life is fun. It can be fun if you make it fun. And I'm I'm every day working on that. So I hope that I continue to make it fun. I hope so too. <laughs> and what is my last question? What is next for Yanni Blue? 
uh just release wise or just life what however you want to answer that question um i'm seeing a, a season for me of just showing up in the world more authentically mm-hmm. and i've been really leading through i've been really guiding myself through this year with a uh just a lot of honesty and that feels really good so i mean what's immediately next i have some releases coming up I have a single drop in November 18th called Can't Compete. I'm dropping a okay. single with you next month called okay. Damn Disconnected. Okay. Um, so those are things in the short term that I'm really excited about. But next year, um, a full-length project. I want to do more music videos. I want to start doing more shows. I want to start doing more panels. Maybe my own pod. I don't know. But um, all of those things fold into me showing up in the world more authentically. The more access i give myself to myself <laughs> by via the art that i'm making via putting music out and, and just speaking i think the more that i can really be present in the world and, and make an impact somehow i love that thank you where can the people find you i'm at yanni blue everywhere i chose a weird name because it's easy to search y-a-w-n-y-b-l-e-w it means absolutely nothing um <laughs> But uh, it makes me happy, and I wanted a name that made me happy. So, and reminds me not to take myself too serious. So, search Yanni Blue, and I'll pop up. And um, yeah, hit me up. Listen to my music. Let's chit chat. You should listen, Yanni, Johnny. Thank you for being on today's episode. Of course. Thank you for having me. Of course. Thank y'all for listening. This is Mike Brown, and this is The Art of Letting Go. Peace. Thank y'all for tuning into this week's episode of The Art of Letting Go. If you like what you heard, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to the podcast. Also, leave a review. Let other people know what you think about this podcast, whether you like it, don't like it. Um, let me know as well. Also, like I said earlier, we have new merch available uh, at theartoflettinggopodcast.com. If you would like to be a guest, you can sign up there. If you want to ask us a question, you can send it in there. Also, my virtual podcasting course is available on the website as well. All your Art of Letting Go needs are available at theartoflettinggopodcast.com. Also, we have a Patreon where I give exclusive shit where you might get this. Uh, I'm sorry for saying shit, but <laughs> you could get this song that we previewed in the episode. Damn Disconnected by Yanni Blue and Amir featuring myself um really dope song really fun song but just wanted to give y'all all of that thank y'all so much for tuning in this is Mike Brown and this has been The Art of Letting Go peace